a few months ago, I had this dream. This was almost like six months ago now that I think about it. I was in this office building. I was in the waiting area outside of an office. While I was waiting there, there was like music playing, like soft jazz music or something. It was coming from, uh, I don't know, some sound system in the ceiling somewhere. And there was a break in the music. And just before they cut to commercial on this radio station, the two hosts on the radio station began to have a conversation. They were talking about a horror movie that had just come out. So it had just been released in theaters. And so one of them said to the other, um, have you seen the movie? And he was telling them how terrifying it was. The movie was horrifying. It was like, ah, he screamed. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But the scream wasn't a normal scream like you would scream in conversation to make a point. The DJ was screaming like he was literally being attacked by something. So as he continued to describe the film, he would start um, a sentence. He would start describing something from the film. But at the end of the description, he would always end it with like this blood curdling scream. And it made me jump every single time that I heard it so much. In fact, that I got up and I started to look for the speakers in the ceiling. Um, I thought maybe I could uh, turn it down or even turn it off. I was looking for something because it was just so horrifying the way this dude was screaming. So as I walked the halls looking for where the sound was coming from, I saw a poster for the movie that the DJs were talking about. And on the wall, there was obviously a picture of the monster that they were talking about. And the monster was just ugly. It was hideous. It was horrifying. It looked like it had like the body of a frog with a huge mouth filled with like needle teeth. It was stone white and it had red eyes that circled its head. And um, there were thin black slits for uh, pupils of the this monster's eyes. And then it had spider legs like a tarantula and they were armored like a crab and they had hair growing out of them too. Just like a tarantula would be like hairy. That's what the legs look like. And so they were also stone white. On the poster was a picture of this monster and it was looking up at its next victim and its mouth was open. It was getting ready to eat the person. Um, and I just felt like this chill run through me and I shook for a split second. And then I jumped again because, of course, the DJs are still telling this story. And he had just let out another one of these blood curdling screams. And so my eyes shot up to the ceiling. And I remember that I was looking for the speaker and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I look for the speaker. And as I'm scanning the ceiling, I notice that one of the ceiling tiles are missing. It's just a few feet in front of me, um, in front of where I was standing. And I could look up into the ceiling, but I couldn't see anything because it was like pitch black. And so, of course, as scared as I am in this situation, I'm not going to walk up underneath that section of the ceiling so I, I stand where I'm standing and I'm looking and I'm squinting my eyes and I'm trying to see if is that where the the sound is coming from and so as I'm squinting my eyes I notice that a pair of red eyes open and those red eyes meet mine and as I continue to stare more eyes open up and so all of these red eyes are now looking at me and the head of this frog-like monster begins to descend from the ceiling and I am like frozen in fear I can't do anything 
And then all of a sudden, one by one, these long spider legs start to come out of the ceiling until this huge creature is just presented in front of me upside down. And it is huge. Like huge is not even, it, it looks like a small car. Like it's giant. And it's starting to growl at me. And the growl is so deep that it's literally rumbling the floor underneath my feet. I can see saliva dripping from its mouth as it slowly opens its mouth to show me these needle-like fangs that it has. I was literally terrified. My legs wanted to run, my hands wanted to fight, and my mouth wanted to scream, and I couldn't do any of it. All I could do was just stand there, terrified. And then one of its legs began to move forward towards me, and I woke up swinging. <laughs> my wife reached over, and she placed her hand on my chest, and she whispers, I'm here, I'm here. I have had uh, night terrors in the past, and typically when, when that happens, she'll reach over and she'll touch me and she'll calm me down. And so I laid there for a few minutes, staring at the ceiling. Of course, it's dark in the bedroom. I'm trying to sleep. And I take a couple of deep breaths, and then I try to close my eyes to go back to sleep. But that monster is just sitting right there waiting on me. So my eyes snap open again, and I say, okay, fine. I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> and so I start to pray softly as I lay there waiting for my alarm to go off. And it's the middle of the night, so my alarm's not going to go off for a couple hours at this point. And I can hear the spirit saying to me, sleep. So I close my eyes and try to be obedient. But again, the beast is there waiting for me. So again, I open my eyes and I feel the spirit say again, sleep. And this time, pay attention. So I think to myself, now listen, I know God loves me. So if God wants me to sleep, then whatever this thing is, it cannot hurt me. So I remember armoring up. I put on my, my helmet of salvation, my breastplate of righteousness, my belt of truth. Feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, shield of faith, sword of spirit, I armor up and I lay down and I try to go back to sleep. And the monster is still there, but this time when I close my eyes, it's it's on top of a coffee table. So it was once the size of a car. Now it's it's smaller. It's still pretty huge, but it's small enough to fit on a on top of a coffee table. So it hissed at me and it jerked forward. And of course I jumped back. But then I pull my sword and I get ready to go to work, okay? And then suddenly the scene shifts and I'm on a beach and it's peaceful and serene. I can smell the freshness of the ocean water. I can feel the sand underneath my feet. The sun is warm and the breeze is blowing, so it's nice and cool. There's a, a sunset going on right now and the water is peaceful as the waves uh, softly crash against the shore. I can see the colors of the purple and burnt orange dancing across the face of the water. It's just so peaceful and I can feel that peace. It's warm. It's covering my whole body. I can feel peace, security, safety, satisfaction, comfort. All of these emotions, all of these feelings are just washing over me like water. And I lift my, my arms and I close my eyes and I just let these emotions just wash over me and it feels so amazing like words really can't describe the feeling that i was feeling in this moment it was just it was amazing I'm, I'm trying to describe it in words but it's it's not even doing it justice but it just felt really really 
really good, really warm, really just safe, you know? And as these feelings are washing over me and I'm lifting my hands and just really just enjoying it, all of a sudden it feels like I'm drowning and fear grips me and my chest gets tight. So I snap my eyes open trying to figure out what's going on and and I look down and the fear monster is still there but now it's the size of an actual insect and it's biting my foot as hard as it can and so I got so angry I remember getting just pissed off and I look down at this little monster and it stops and it looks up at me and it's scared it was scared of me it was scared what I might do to it and so it let it lets go of my foot and it cowers back and I promise you I kicked that thing as hard as I could and it rolled for a couple of feet and then it rolled over and then it ran away and so I woke up the next morning and the spirit began to teach me some things about this dream and I started to write them all down and so that's where this episode is coming from welcome to the edge folks let's get sharp What is up, good people? This is your host, mentor, minister, and master certified life coach, Mike Savage. Let's get into it. So let me start by saying that this is probably one of the most important episodes that I will ever share with you. Why? Because fear has had many of us trapped for years. There are some gifted people out there listening And you're not sharing your talents with the world because of fear. There's some folks with great ideas, awesome content, solutions for problems that you have and you haven't moved forward because of fear. It's time for you to get free. So disclaimer, I am not saying that this dream was biblical or God inspired. I am saying that God used it to teach me something. Is this monster really what fear looks like? Or is it really what fear is? I don't know. This is what I saw. And this is what I heard. And now I'm sharing it with you. And if it helps you in your journey, glory be to God. If it means absolutely nothing to you, and this is just another episode, then also glory be to God, because I feel like I did what I was supposed to do. I wrote it down and I shared it so that it could help somebody. So moving forward, things that you need that we all need to understand about fear. Number one, God understands that you're afraid. Did you know that the words fear not appear more than 300 times in scripture? Well, that phrase fear not appears more than 300 times in scripture. Some people have said some stuff that I Google says that it uh, it appears 365 times. In scripture so God is telling us once every single day to fear not but I don't know the research I did some of it said 365 some of it said 322 some of it said fear not is 300 times and then it says do not be afraid 66 times but that's a lot but anyway so over 300 times I think that's a good uh, guesstimation that it says fear not in the scripture so God always has to make it a point to tell us to 
not be afraid to relax a little bit so he understands that you're afraid he knows that you're afraid one passage of scripture that always jumps out at me is joshua 1 and 9 have i not commanded you be strong and of good courage don't be afraid or downcast for the lord god is with you wherever you go so in this passage they're telling joshua to be strong and courageous so that word courageous means a willingness and strength to do things that frighten us so courage is not necessarily about not being afraid it is about moving forward in spite of fear the ability to do the unimaginable to be brave in the face of hardship and harness the drive to keep moving forward and overcome our fears to be the hero of our own life courage is not the absence of fear but the ability to act despite fear why did he tell him to be strong and courageous he said because i'm going with you so face your fears because god is with you he's got your back so number two god did not give you fear let's understand where this fear really comes from it's not from god second timothy 1 7 says god has not given us a spirit of fear but a spirit of love of power and a sound mind um the amplified version of this passage says a clear and well-balanced mind i really like that passage it helps me when i feel like my thinking is all off but a clear and well-balanced mind romans 8 15 says so have you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as children. So you haven't received the spirit of bondage. You haven't received a spirit uh, to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father. So fear didn't come from God. What he did give you, though, is love. He gave you power. He gave you a clear and well-balanced mind, and he adopted you into his family. So he gave you some good things and fear was not one of them. Third thing we need to know about fear. Fear quotes only God. If you're going to be afraid of anything, be afraid of God. Psalms 1-7 says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But even in that verse, once you translate that word fear, it actually means um, awestruck or reverence or highly respected. So the fear of the Lord, the awestruck reverence of the Lord, the respect of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. Matthew 10, 27 says this, do not be afraid of those that want to kill your body. They can't touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both body and soul in hell. So these last two passages differ a lot from the first couple that I shared. I think because these last two are kind of written from man's perspective of God rather than God's perspective of man. God is telling us from his perspective, don't be afraid. We're telling each other, if you're going to be afraid of anything, be afraid of God. He created everything. If you're going to uh, be in awestruck wonderment of anything, don't be in awestruck wonderment of any man or any other human being on this planet really respect and reverence the god of the universe another thing that you need to know about fear um and this is coming from that dream that i described earlier if you focus on the fear the bigger it'll get so focus on what's on the other side of fear 
Now, in my dream, the first time I saw this monster, it was huge, the size of a small car. But as soon as I focused on, as soon as I faced it, you know, facing my fear to get through it, it got smaller, clearly smaller. And then after I focused on beating it, you know, I was able to get to the other side of that serene beach that I was on. So when I was obedient to go back to sleep, the fear got smaller. It's almost like facing it took some of its power away. And when I was focused on the serenity of the beach, I didn't even know the fear that was there until finally it made me notice it by biting me. So it, and even when I did notice it after it bit me, it was way smaller. It was like a, a little bug or an insect and it was afraid of me. So let's get back to this. So when I woke up the next morning, the spirit began to teach and I began to write. What God said to me about this monster was this. He said, the monster has eyes so that it can see. It has a mouth so that it can speak. It has teeth so that it can pierce and it has legs so that it can move. So he was describing the characteristics of this fear. And so just recently I started listening to this speaker named Myron Golden. He's pretty dope. Look him up on YouTube. And one of the lessons that he talks about is the five steps to creation. Those five steps are imagination, communication, unification, implementation, and the final step is manifestation. The first four are action steps that we take every day. And the fifth one, that manifestation is something that automatically happens once we walk out the first four steps. And I thought it was way crazy when I realized that these four characteristics of fear kind of match with these four steps of creation. It's almost like fear is trying to stop you from creating anything. Fear is trying to stop you from moving forward with your vision, with your purpose, with your ideas. So it has something for every level of creation. But anyway, let me slow down. Let's go back into these five steps of creation. So the passage that that we used or that he looked at was Genesis 11 and 1. And for those Bible scholars or for the people that have been in, uh, you know, vacation Bible school or Sunday school, you know that this is the Tower of Babel. So the passage reads, now the earth had one language and one speech that goes to the communication. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there. So they all lived together. That's unification. Then they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. So that's implementation. They started doing things together. They had bricks for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. So this was their idea, their vision for themselves was to make this city and this tall tower. That was their imagination. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. So I need you to look at this and see those two words had built. So it was past tense. So that was the manifestation of what they imagined. So we have the communication piece, the unification piece, the implementation piece and the imagination piece. Those four steps were hit and it manifested into a city. And so as the Lord speaks on this subject, he goes over the same five things as he describes the situation. 
so we continue and the lord said indeed the people are one that's unification and they all have one language again communication and this is what they begin to do they're doing something that's implementation now nothing that they propose or imagine imagination will be withheld from them manifestation would be inevitable so god describes exactly these five steps so the five steps again imagination communication unification implementation and then you will see the manifestation and it got so bad that god had to step in and scatter their languages so if he had not stopped them then he said nothing that they propose to do will be impossible for them they can do whatever so i need everybody to really pay attention to this and start having confidence in your ideas this is what we're going to use to face this fear this is what we're going to use to be strong and courageous and move forward in spite of fears objection in spite of fear trying to stop us and hold us back we are going to move in the confidence that god's process that he set up is going to work i'll give you some examples real world examples just the last episode i talked about destiny 1-8 that was my sister's program that she developed and that she did for a church and she went through these five steps she imagined it she had the vision for the whole thing she communicated it to um her pastors and the pastor of the church the lead pastor of the church she ended up using um she unified her team around it she got the dancers she got the poets she got the singers she implemented rehearsals and then it manifested into a successful event on the day of the event um i got a friend his name is will actually he had a task at work. He was supposed to create this new office space for us. And so he went through the same steps. He had the vision of what he wanted the office to look like. He communicated that out to the rest of the team. He unified us behind the vision. He began to implement things, calling engineering, cleaning out desks, removing desks from the old office, moving them down to the new office. And it manifested into a usable, very nice office space. We have another coworker. His name is Chris. And he was tasked with upgrading the technology for the team. And he had a vision of all of us having laptops and all of us being being able to use a, a workspace and just plug our laptops in the docking stations and then go to work from there. And so that process has already started to be uh, he's already communicated with the team. He's already unified us behind what he wants to do, and he's already started implementing it. We have the laptops in the building. We have the docking stations being put together and eventually it's going to manifest. You have to think about it like this. Anything that you've ever created, anything that you've ever accomplished, you had to go through these five steps. The podcast that you're listening to right now was in my imagination for years. Then all of a sudden, when I started communicating that out, I was communicating it to myself, communicating it to my wife and my friends. And they thought it would be interesting, something cool to, to, to listen to. I unified with myself. I had to get my mind, my will and my emotions uh, in line uh, with my spirit and really just start to do things. Uh, my wife got on board and she unified with me and she bought me a couple of microphones. She bought me a nice computer so that I could execute and get this stuff done. And it manifested into the podcast that you're listening to right now. It's had over 15,000 downloads so far. So obviously this this system works this process works and it can work for you too and it will work for you too if you would just use it if you would just utilize it so the truth is anything 
that you have ever created has gone through this process. So I need you to use this, that confidence. I need you to take that confidence and really start to face your fears and say, listen, regardless of what fear says, this is going to work because I'm following the process. So it has eyes so that it can see is the first thing that God told me about this fear monster. And that goes to imagination that I see vision. Imagination and vision is something that is imperative to life. Okay, the Bible teaches that without a vision, the people perish or they throw off restraint. That means that means that they lack discipline when they don't have a vision for their lives. So sometimes fear will try to get in the way of your vision. Um, when you're having this vision, you you might be afraid that you can't do it. it. It seems impossible. Or when you look at your vision and then you look look at your circum uh, current circumstances, it doesn't match. How am I supposed to do this? this big thing and I I don't have the money for it. I don't have the facility for it. I don't have the team for it. And that fear will get in the way of your imagination and it'll try to cut it off before it even gets to the next step. If it can if 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 fear can cut off the dream, if fear can cut off the vision and the imagination in its seed form while it's still in your head, then you don't gotta move any further. Okay? So we need to learn how to face this fear when it comes to our imagination and at least get it to the next step okay because like i said before like the passage said before courage is moving forward in spite of fear so after the imagination we got to get it to the next step and that's what communication all right so we got to get it to communication right so the next uh characteristic of fear it has a mouth so that it can speak and that goes to communication that's another step in the creation process so first things first or second thing second you have to communicate this vision okay first part of the communication is actually just writing it down before you tell anybody else write that joker down and sometimes it might come out to be a bunch of pages it might come out to fill a notebook and it's up to you to work on that vision so that you can uh, communicate it in a clear and a concise manner to someone else so that they can pick it up quickly, they can understand it, and then if they decide to help you, they can move forward with you. So, but that's up to you, but that's all a part of communication. Eventually, you're gonna have to tell it to somebody else. Eventually, somebody else is gonna have to get on board for you because the vision, if it's a true vision, if it's really from God, then you are going to need a team to help you. So you're gonna have to get to that next level of unification um, so you're going to have to get to that next level of unification so that you can have a team to support and help you. But before you get there, you got to learn how to communicate it. And so what happens when you communicate your vision out? The fear is that the people you share your vision with, they're not going to get it. They're going to disagree with it. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to they're going to say it's impossible. They're going to say it's it can't be done. They're going to not have faith in you that you can execute on this thing. And you have to face that fear because you have to be able to communicate this thing out. You have to be able to talk about it. You have to be able to to drum up business. You have to be able to to speak to investors or just speak to your friends that can support you, even if they're just like, hey, you know, I believe in you and I know you can do it. Even if it's simple as just a like or a follow or a share, something simple like that, something free, something 
small, but you still have to get beyond this point of communication. So don't let fear stop you in the in the communication piece. Now, here's the part where I got to I got to go kind of deep into the metaphor. It has teeth so that it can pierce. Now, this part goes to unification. If you're going to unify with somebody, then you have to trust them have to have some type of confidence in them okay um so the teeth represent the trust because what do you do when you meet somebody and you want them to trust you probably the first thing you do is smile at them so that's teeth right and then when we talked about the monster and we described it it had like sharp sharp like needle-like teeth that would like pierce you and if you really think about it this is where the fear comes in because in order to pierce somebody you have to be close to them so here's where fear will sneak in and 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 give you trust issues i can't can i really trust this person when if and when we become successful can i trust them with the success are they going to try to betray me are they going to try to stab me in the back are they going to try to steal from me are they going to try to do something crazy to me so that they can get more of the company or they can steal the vision for themselves so they can get more credit for it i don't know but these are fears that we have to face okay we all like to talk about judas we say jesus had had 12 friends and one of them was a snake betrayed him got him killed but at the end of the day he still had 11 other dudes that he could trust that he did trust with his life you know and those 11 other dudes changed the world after jesus went to the cross came back and went to heaven those 12 dudes are are the ones that started the church those 12 dudes are the ones that changed the world those 12 dudes that took christ's vision to the to the ends of the earth you and me are sitting here right now talking about God, talking about talking about uh, talking about the Bible right now because of those 11 other dudes. So, yes, one of them betrayed him, but the other 11 formed a team that changed the world that was able to take his vision to the next level. So, yes, fear is going to try to get you to not trust people, but you have to trust people. And sometimes it hurts. Sometimes you do get hurt. But at the end of it, you have to understand that this is a natural part of the process. So we have to face that fear and we have to continue to move forward. And so after unification comes implementation. So it has legs so that it can move and legs goes to implementation, right? So you ever legs represent work yeah you, you ever say you heard the term you got to do the leg work in order to get things done you can't just talk the talk you got to walk the walk so fear will place itself between you and purpose so that's the reason originally that i thought it had legs so it could move between me and purpose but many times you'll find that there is a certain level of fear with every venture or move that you decide to make no matter what it is it's almost like fear and purpose are attached. Like, I believe part of my purpose is to be a speaker, but I've always had a fear of public speaking. Now it's something I do on a regular basis, you know, and I, I still get a little fear and anxiety um, about it at times. And 
I did notice that the fear and anxiety comes with the level of preparedness I am. So if I don't really think I'm ready for this presentation or if I have to wing it and come off the cuff, then there's a little bit more fear behind it. But when I'm ready for it and I understand what's about to happen and I understand what I need to say and what what uh, what message I need to communicate, then that fear is a lot easier to handle. But it does seem like every step you take in implementation um, that there's always a little piece of fear there because it's almost like fear is in your ear again, like while you're doing it, you know, is this really going to (laughs) work? You know, is this really going to be successful? You know, is this really going to come to fruition or is it going to fall down halfway through this thing? You know, sometimes you're just going to have to trust God. But again, we have to face this fear in order to get to the next level. So, of course, the fifth step in the creation process is the manifestation. And it it's just automatic. It just happens. Once you take what's in your imagination, you communicate it properly. You unify that team around it and you get to work and you start implementing things. Then that is when the manifestation happens. It happens. There's almost nothing you can do about it once you've knocked out those first four steps. But once you face the fear and you realize that it has no real power, you understand that all of those things that you are actually afraid of never manifested. Like I said before, if you focus on the fear, it gets bigger. But if you focus on the vision, the fear gets smaller. It literally had to grab me and bite me to get my attention in the dream. So focus on the vision, focus what's on the other side of the fear. I'm afraid of this. Start asking yourself follow-up questions. Why am I afraid of this? What is it that could happen? The worst thing that could happen is that you could die. Whatever it is, the worst thing that could happen is that you die, okay? And this is where people get like irrational fears from. So if you're a content creator and you put your stuff out, you know, and you put all of this work to make a video, you put all of this work to make a podcast episode and you finally release it and it doesn't get the amount of likes that you wanted to have or it doesn't get the amount of uh, downloads that you wanted to have or it doesn't get shared a lot. It doesn't go viral like you wanted it to go. So what? Like, What was the worst that could happen? But you were afraid of it, though. But if it did happen, what happens next? You just go back and you make more content. You know, you study that piece of content, find out what worked, what didn't work. And then you make better content. You just keep going. So the fear never actually manifests into anything. All of those things that you were afraid of that you thought was going to end you did not end you. So you keep moving forward. But even when it does manifest, there's a little amount of fear to it. Uh, Have you ever heard the fear of success and the fear of failure? It's like two sides to the same coin. So again, like that fear of failure is you're working so hard on a project or a business only to watch it crumble in front of you. That's a fear for a lot of people working so hard on content again. So it only gets 10 likes, 10 views, zero likes investing in a company and that company fails and then you lose that money. That's a big fear or starting a ministry and nobody joining it. That's a fear or having so much success that you can't handle it. That's a big one too. being the subject of discussion. I remember 
when I first started doing this, I, uh, I was looking up videos on how to add music to your videos or how to add music to your content. And I watched this whole six, seven minute video about how to do it. And then the very next video that came up on autoplay was another YouTuber explaining how the video I just watched was totally bogus. Like that was his whole thing was just like debunking this other guy. I was like, what is that? And that's been a lot of, that's been a fear of mine for, for a long time is that somebody was going to find my content and then just start pulling it apart and just really start criticizing it and telling me I'm wrong and giving like examples of how I'm wrong. And you know what? I, I don't want it to happen, but if, even if it does happen, it can't stop me that person is either going to be right or wrong if they're wrong i'm going to ignore them if they're right then maybe i need to make some adjustments but it's not going to kill me though i'm not going to die nothing's going to stop i'm going to learn from it and i'm going to move forward that's just how it goes but you cannot be afraid anymore like the fear thing stops today for you and for me we are going to face our fears we are going to be champions we are going to be strong we are going to be courageous we are going to understand that god is with us we are going to continue to follow this process all the way until we see the manifestation of the vision the dream the goal that god has given us because the way that it's set up it cannot fail we are going to tap into our imagination and we're going to look at those things that god has given us and we're going to keep on dreaming we're going to communicate our vision out to the right people. We're going to unify a phenomenal team. We're going to start to implement those things that we're supposed to implement to get that vision out. And we're going to see the manifestation of it in our time. And it's going to be awesome. I love you guys. Stay tuned for the final thought. What is up, good people? This is Mike Savage, and I wanted to come on and personally thank you for listening to my podcast. Do me a favor. If you enjoyed it, give it five stars. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. If you want to keep up with my content, follow me on Instagram at Razor's Edge underscore podcast and on Facebook at Savage Lifestyle Solutions. If you want to reach me or book me to speak, reach out to me by my email address, michaelsavagespeaks at gmail.com. I love you and I look forward to hearing from you. see, the thing about fear is it doesn't have to really do anything except plant a thought into your head. Once the thought is there, your own imagination does the rest. But when you think about it, you have control of your own imagination. You have control of your own thoughts. So when fear tries to sneak in, it's up to you to speak to it, to face it, to tell it to back off and to move forward in spite of it. You are created for greatness, and for too long you have allowed this fear to stop you from achieving your destiny. 
today as you hear this message i hope you get mad mad enough to fight back it's time to do battle it's time to get some understanding so that you can be free to do what god has called you to do remember you are not a mistake you my friend are a solution i love you and i'll see you on the next episode